This audio presentation of You Are God is broadcast to you courtesy of MindworthyInfo.com and it is presented to you by yours truly, Rasheel Dixon. The purpose of You Are God is to break down the Bible and to show you that the Bible is nothing more than allegory and it isn't meant to be taken literally. But throughout the ages, men has been taking the Bible literally and by doing so, they have diminished the true mystical fact that lies within the Bible. You Are God is here to show you that all the places, characters, and events that are in the Bible are nothing more than different states of man's consciousness personified as characters, places, or events. Brothers and sisters, I thank you so much for joining me today. And as usual, please go on over to MindworthyInfo.com. Subscribe because we have some wonderful value coming to your inbox. Family, today we talk about the Jew, the Christian, and the Muslim. It is these three religions that have the world right now. And for centuries, on high alert with its stronghold on man's mental faculty when it comes to spirituality and beliefs and the way that many people carry themselves. These three religions, and family, I'm going to try to keep this brief. It will be a snippet. I'm not going to give you an information overload. I'm going to give you enough to tickle your mind and tease your mind and get you going, and hopefully you go out and seek more research. But I have condensed a lot of information and I'm going to try to keep this as short and brief as possible so it can stimulate your mind and hopefully you start to think and utilize your thoughts in a way that will help you gracefully. Brothers and sisters, we talk about the Jew, the Christian, and the Muslim, and these three religions are the most popular religions in the world. We can see that 33% of the global population are Christians, and we see how Christianity as a strong impact on everything and every facet of life. We see that the world population, we know that Islam is the second most dominant religion in the world. And then Judaism trails not too far behind. And we know that these religions are just different states of consciousness that was personified and man took them so serious that man have started wars, man have done a lot of things to harm man and it has been um, dividing in a lot of ways instead of being united when it comes to mankind. We see that the word Jew comes from the Hebrew word Yehudi and Yehudi means the kingdom of Judah and Jews believe that they come from the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Judah it has Israelites origin. That's where the Abrahamic religions have Israelites have um, origin and they believe that it comes from Abraham and Sarah through their son Isaac and his wife Rebecca and their son Jacob in whom later Jacob's name became Israel and the people who comes from this um, were known as the Israelites or that's what they say and the Israelites are from the Iron Age Semitic speaking tribes of the ancient Near East and we know that King David considered himself as a Jew, a Hebrew, and an Israelite. And as we go on, we see that the Jews had so much political influence and so much dominance of their time. And the Jews basically were, to some, considered a religion of magicians and a lot of um a lot of op opposition of its day were doing their best to overthrow the Jews and overtake them. And we see that out of the midst of all of this and all the Jews um, getting persecuted and many Jews succeeded in going further and advancing, we see that a figure rose out of nowhere 
And many will say that he called himself the king of Jews. Some will say no. This is where it gets touchy. So we see out of Judaism and out of the Jewish religion, uh, Jew who walks around and many will call him Yeshua, Yahawashi, um, depending on the name that you use, it will also be known as a figure who is the most powerful one. And this figure, many will know him by the name of Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Son of Man. And out of this Jewish religion where we see that the Jews are from the Semitic people and they believe they came from the kingdom of Judah. We see that in the Bible and they have many texts from the Talmud to the Torah and these texts speak it and so they believe so of course and we now we see that this king of Jews pops up or so they say or so and many Jews see that he's speaking blasphemy they see that how can you be the king of us how can you say this and now we see that he is placed through uh, on a series of um, trials and tribulations and now his followers start to grow and people believe in him and believe in his will he claims to be the son of man and so he start to gain followers and his followers become the flock they become the ones who follow right behind him and whatever he does they do his followers become one with him and so we now see that this Jew or this king of Jew is persecuted by the same people who he comes from. His same fellow Jews now are persecuting him and giving him hell. So now he's getting hell. He is then put through a series of harsh livings and harsh conditions and persecuted and now put on a cross and crucified. And then a couple of days later, three days to be exact, he rose again. And now his followers, this installs in them more faith and more belief. And now Christianity starts to spread and it spreads throughout the Roman Empire. And as Christianity spread and Christianity grew out of Judaism and began as a second, as a second temple, Judea, Set in the mid first century, and it's originating in the Roman province of Judea. So that's where it originates from the Roman province of Judea. And by the fourth century, Christianity becomes the official state religion of the Roman Empire. So now we see that out of Judaism and out of being a Jew, this great new leader named is Jesus Christ is now the dominant figure. He is crucified, but the religion that bears his name now spreads and it goes further. And now we see that as Christianity spreads, we see something new pop up. And Christianity, just like Judaism, it's another Abrahamic religion. And their goal is trying to stomp out idolatry and stomp out any form of witchcraft or whatever they believe doesn't go with their doctrine and try to unite the people with this one God theory and they call everyone else pagans and if we look at the definition of what a pagan is has nothing to do with um, evil or what people might want you to believe that it only means anyone that's of a religion or faith that's not with the popular mainstream beliefs so anyone that this spirituality that we talk about on here could be considered paganism because it's not what the dominant um, view is. 
So now we see that out of Christianity and out of out of Judaism, Christianity pops up. And now as we go further, we see a man is born in Mecca by the name of Muhammad. And he walks around and he goes around in his region and he spreads this new faith called Islam. And he considers Jesus Christ a prophet, a messenger. He considers Moses a messenger. He considers all the figures in the Bible and he keeps talking about them and spreading the word and saying that God gave him a message and he got a message from God. And now we see that um, Islam becomes um, the dominant religion in the Arab world and it still comes from the same Abrahamic beliefs. So as we get further and we get deeper, we we see that out of Judaism comes Christianity and Christianity became the dominant religion of the Roman Empire and the Roman Empire um, we see Catholicism is the dominant of the two branches of Christianity even though there's many branches but the two branches that are the most popular are we well three are a lot popular but in the West we see more Catholicism and we see Protestantism. Um, Eastern Orthodox Christianity would be the third, but it is depending on where in the world you are. But when it comes to this part of the world, the Western Hemisphere, Catholicism and Protestant, um, being a Protestant is the two dominant ones. We see that uh, Martin Luther in the Reform Reformation of the Christian religion when um, England split away from Catholicism and we see that they formed the Protestant beliefs and it starts to grow and the British and them and those they bring their beliefs with them to conquer as they spread colonialism and so Spain, France and Portugal and all the others who remain Catholic bring their beliefs with them where to their colonies and their newfound land and they spread it with them and to this day we have that hangover. Now we see that um, Islam spreads, and as it spreads, it's spreading a message across and a doctrine that um, the uh, the messenger, Muhammad, peace be unto him, as they also say, to give honor on his name, he spreads the belief. So we know that all these three come out of the Abrahamic system, because that's what they are. They are all share the same identity in the same God. They might call this God a different name. You might have Yahweh, Allah, Jehovah, no matter what it may be, Yahweh, Allah, Jehovah, um, God. Some, some people call them various names. It's still the same spirit, same spiritual being, same father, same everything, but just different ways of addressing this all-powerful God. So we see now that these religions do more harm to the world because we see how what happens now is that they gain a stronghold on a large population. The Abrahamic faiths has a world population of 3.6 billion followers. 3.6 billion followers. They literally dominate the world. And by dominating the world, they dominate the mind and the mental thinking of their followers. Islam got adopted by the Islamic Empire in the 7th century and Christianity adopted by Rome in the 4th century. So now as Islam, um, Christianity and all of these spread, they spread like hot fire 
and they become a force to separate people than to unite people. And now we see it going on. Man is still stuck on this hangover. We see that we have nothing but violence. We see that the world is plagued with nothing but issues and problems. And it is just nonstop warfare. When really, if these religions played the role that they were supposed to play, they would actually unite mankind. That is what mysticism and spirituality does. True spirituality will unite mankind because it will teach uh, a, a story of that we are one and you become one with the Father and the Father is in you. You become one with who you are and you become one with the person that you are. So the Semitic speaking tribes and the Semitic people now carry this religion and this faith with them. They carry it with them and they spread it and everywhere they go, it becomes dominant. It becomes a, the spiritual um, force that those who want to control the minds of the people use because they know how powerful that can be. And even today, we see that. But now if we look in the Bible and we look at these spiritual texts, we know that the authors of the Bible have had nothing to do with religion because it is a text of the mind and of how you can get connected with that infinite intelligence in you and with one and with yourself. Because if the authors had something to do with religion, they would have never wrote something like this to warn you about these rabbis, these priests, pastors, reverends, these imams, and these so-called spiritual leaders who try to lead you on and blindly lead you. They would have never put something in there like this that states, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 16. So we see that the, the, the authors who originally wrote this spiritual text in the Bible, they wrote and they're letting you know that be careful of people running around telling you what the Lord says or what God wants or what Allah wants or what Yahweh wants or this is how it is. They're speaking from their perspective. Only you can know what the Lord wants because it is that intuition in you. It is the force that guides you and it leads you. We all have our own purpose. And only you will know your vision. Only you can interpret your dreams that you have. Only you can see your goals. Someone else cannot tell you how your God force or your God energy is trying to guide you. Yes, someone could probably tell you a little things and try to break down some dreams or give you some interpretations. But no one should tell you how your spirituality should go. As a matter of fact, I believe no one should guide you. Someone should give you some, you know, guidance, but only you will wake up and get to your true spirituality that you're supposed to get to. When you allow someone else to lead you and to hold you, you allow yourself to become ruined. So when you see these men of God, ask yourself, are they really men of God? Because if so, why are they teaching you to pray to an outside God and not reach within because that is where God truly is? Because, as it says, the kingdom of heaven is within you and not without you.
Brothers and sisters, I thank you so much. This was a quick snippet and just a little brief rundown and a condensed version. I will have the full version at mindworthyinfo.com. If you want it, subscribe. I thank you so much for listening. And now let us go into the silence.